What's up everyone? Today we are talking flexibility training. This is one of the hottest topics we ever talk about. Without a doubt, one of the things that you, our audience, want to know the most about. And today we're talking about dosage. How much should you stretch for best results? The answer may not be what you think. Good morning, everybody. We are back. It's Thursday. We've got a big show. If we haven't met before, my name is Yanni Bormeister. Across the table from me is my brother, Rad. To my left is the absolutely fabulous Phil White physio. And behind the camera is the voice of God, Richie. Together, we are Unity Gym and the Unify Movement System where we turn driven people into athletes. If you want to know how we do it, you can learn all of our biggest insights, aha moments, and lessons from our blueprints for strength, flexibility, and fitness. They're available in the download, in the uh, uh, replay description on YouTube and on the podcast, and they're also available on our website. What's up, everyone? I got tongue-tied there. How good was that? So good. Ab fab. So good. Ab fab. <laughs> Absolutely fabulous. Yeah, I'm good, all right. as always, you know. Love the topic, love this topic. Um, you know, people are, people think that the more you stretch, the quicker you'll get flexible, but unfortunately, it's not always the case. I thought that's what it was. And I got a lot of injuries doing it, and it certainly stifled my progress. So um, the question of the day is... Oh, you got, you got a question of the day, dude. Oh, you beat me to it. I got it already. Oh. How much do you stretch, and is it working for you? Yeah. Are you getting the results that you want? Mo I wanna, most importantly, I, I want to know how many times they're stretching the same muscle groups each week. Like, what's their okay. ideal? How many times are you stretching the same stretches each week? Okay. I reckon that'll be really interesting. And if you're now following the very well put together UMS uh, system. Maybe what were you doing just before? Yeah. Before you yeah, started with it, because right. uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of How good was the discussion? Right. How good was the discussion yesterday that you missed? Oh, did you watch the show at all? I missed it, unfortunately. Yeah. Phil was uh, cranky. He double missed it. Yeah. He double missed it. Double <laughs> missed the show. We went yeah. off on a tangent yesterday, but it was really good. A lot of the guys are saying it was the best show ever. I know. I did yeah. see Vinny Brown uh, post a comment there. I was like, <laughs> One time I'm not there, and know, then suddenly... Uh, do you know? I wanna, I'm just curious. <laughs> Maybe I'm the to, problem. I'm curious as to what people think. <laughs> no. I, I was going to say this to you yesterday, Yanni, because we had a lot of people say yesterday that that was one of the best shows that they've seen us do for a while. And I was thinking yesterday about what it is that... What did we do differently on yesterday? And the, and, and among other things, two things... I know, that I know I, exactly what the answer to that is. Well, the t two things that I noticed that we did differently, one is that we threw some stones... <laughs> That's we, true. We threw some stones. We never do that. We're, we intentionally reserve ourselves like that. And the other is that we actually plugged what we do. We yeah, were, but we the were, reason for that is because of the interaction. So yeah. the show was so good yesterday because, guys, you interacted with us in the comments and it yeah. started a discussion yeah. and the discussion was awesome. And we had some guys on there with lots of experience who've trained with us for a long time yeah, and, was, yeah. you know, it was all about the discussion and that caused us to throw some stones and plug our programs and uh, and that's what led us in that direction. So, on that note, if you're watching the live stream and for anyone who's on the podcast, big love to you. Anyone who's watching the replay, big love to you too on YouTube, but get yourself over to the UMS Movement Mastermind and get involved in the conversation because it is what makes the best shows. Phil's always asking you to tell us who you are and where you're... Uh, where you're watching from, and we like to know that. We'd like you to answer the question of the day, and uh, has anyone typed the question of the day? I can't see it. Yeah, Rats got it. Oh, really? I've typed it. Yeah. All right, so 
Look, what we want to talk about today yeah, is, um, yeah, basically how much should you stretch? And this is something that I'm actually really surprised at how much is, is optimal for stretching because it, it's just so different to what I was taught um, for decades. You know, when I did martial arts and when I spoke to anybody that thought they knew anything about stretching, the answer was always stretch every day. The more you stretch, the better the result you'll get. And uh, it's definitely a really basic way of describing things. And it's, uh, it's turned out to be uh, incorrect for us. And I think, I think for a child, I think if, if, a, if a seven or eight year old said to you, how much should I stretch? I think you could probably say stretch every day and they'll get flexible, like it'll, it'll work for them. But for adults, it, it just doesn't work that way. And I think one of the first things you have to understand is um, forget the word stretching. Think of the words flexibility training and mobility training. Yeah, I was thinking with like stretching just because mm. I, I am so interested in words and what it makes like us subconsciously think and stretching does make it seem like such a uh, mechanical model of just, you know... Elongating yeah, something. Yeah, that, and yeah. Like, yep. That's what yeah. it still does to me. Yeah, uh, when I think of stretch, I think, okay, bend forward, yeah. grab the foot, hold it for 30 seconds and then change sides and repeat three times, you know, totally. whatever. So it is so interesting how that does just like, yeah, take you into that mindset and so it's almost like it mm. should come up with a different word or something but yeah, yeah. I think like mobility training is a nice way of doing it but like mobility yeah, and flexibility I'm going to say where, where I got this from I, I, up until I'd read Overcoming Gravity I was still confused about what mobility was I wasn't sure about it and I've still seen people that are even more flexible than I am that have a different definition of it but this definition works really well for me so I learned it from Overcoming Gravity if anybody wants to um, check it out by Stephen Lowe and the difference, so mobility refers to anything that takes the joint through full range of motion. It's an umbrella term. There's, so you, if you do a deep squat, you're, you're mobilizing the joints. Flexibility, so mobility is generally done at a much lower intensity. So things like a warm up or a cool down is, mobility, is, is a good example of mobility training. But it is absolutely not stretching. It is mobilizing the joint, taking the joint through full range of motion. Flexibility training is anything that is done with the intention to increase your mobility. It's generally done at a much higher intensity and it is generally done in a way where you do sets and reps that create load that then you need to recover from. So that's the first thing that you need to understand what the difference between flexibility and mobility is and you might need to re-listen to that a couple of times to understand it. That's very, very important. Yep. Very, very important. And I really like... Well, uh, to understand the difference. Understand the difference. And, un and, and we're going to talk about how to use them now as well. But I also really like the point that Phil made, which I think is really important, which is that we need to change the language that we use. And I fall victim to this a lot too. And I spoke about this yesterday, uh, you know, and you alluded to it in the beginning there, where it's very different for children and adults to improve flexibility, improve strength, improve anything. Because for, for a very long period of time, up until about the age of 27 for men and 25 for women, our bodies, every cell in our body is like, a, it, it's, it's being programmed. You know, and the cells are constantly turning over and, 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 um, and, and healing and dying and all that sort of thing. But the, the, it, we are a big sort of computer program. Everything's being programmed and, and your body is building uh, restrictive elements if you're not moving much. And it's building, um, you know, movement elements, um, uh, ability elements if you are moving lots and lots. And that's why it's so important uh, to encourage children to move a lot. But if you watch a child move around, you know, they're being programmed and their, their brain is programming the muscle systems and the nervous system and everything's 
um, developing in that way. And if you're practicing flexibility and mobility during that period of adolescence, you're programming it into your cells. You know, and, and so it's very different for someone who, even at the late teenage, early 20s years, is developing their flexibility to someone that's trying to do it at 40 and 50. And when we were talking about Vinnie Brown yesterday, comparing himself to a much younger woman who's developed um, a pancake quicker, it's very difficult to compare yourself when you're 51 years old to someone who's in their th even 30s or early 40s. because. The, the, the inhibitors that the body programs to prevent injury, to protect you from harm, which is the brain's number one priority is to protect you and keep you healthy, you know, to keep you surviving. Um, if it's, if it's um, create programming in inhibitors because you're not moving it or teaching it to be okay in those ranges of motion, it can take a long time <laughs> to overrule that program, to, 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 to essentially install new software into the system that allows you to go further. Mm -hmm. And so the notion that we're just stretching something is completely outdated. You know, it needs to be abolished. The use of the term stretching should be abolished, I believe. You heard it here first. <laughs> Look at that mic drop. Feels <laughs> feels speechless. Right. I so, mean, I, as someone who has been on the uh, warpath of tendonitis, I feel like you're now feeling my pain. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's the, abolish the word stretching. <laughs> so once, so now that we've we've gone over what yeah. the difference between stretch, uh, why we don't like the word stretching, and why you need to understand what flexibility training and mobility training is. How much should you uh, stretch or you know, how much do you need to do of this stuff to get more flexible? Mobility training is very useful to be done daily, but you've got to understand that when you do mobility training like our 18 minute uh, stretching routine or 18 minute mobility routine, which is the more updated version, it is not done with the intention to increase your flexibility, to increase your mobility. It's done to maintain and prevent loss and keep your body moving well. And you will see, if you've never done flexibility training before and you do a good mobility routine, you will see an initial improvement in flexibility and mobility. It will happen. You'll, you'll naturally, you'll, you'll just improve because your body um, accesses its full range every day and that starts to become the norm and you'll start to feel amazing. But when it comes to the type of training that is required to achieve things like the splits or the pancake or the pike or the back bridge or like the high levels of flexibility that a lot of people come to us for, like what we do in the flexibility masterclass, that requires uh, a demand on the body, the style of training that you do, much higher load that needs recovery. And when you do that, you cannot do that stuff every day on the same muscle group. You, that's like saying, I mean, you could, I'll rephrase that, I'll rephrase that. You could, but it would have to be at a much lower intensity, at a level of intensity that I don't think is optimal. Yeah, and this fits really nicely into one of the online coaching members who just asked a question this morning, uh, Andrea Kirker, who's saying that he's uh, got these posted a photo with like really quite a good middle splits, um, you know, range. He's, he's nearly all the way down to the ground, but he, he's saying that I hope I am, um, right and that I will soon sink to the ground and he's asking for any advice and he's clearly someone who when Rad is talking there about um, when you're just starting out it's the same with strength when you get your neurological adaptations and get strength without building muscle size um, it's the same with flexibility when you when you're starting to do mobility work you'll get lots of easy gains you don't need to have like a massive st stimulus to just get um, if you just take your body through kind of regular range of motion you'll feel a really big improvement but someone like Andra who's now getting to the point where like that's beyond what 
you know, most people can do, certainly far beyond um, what I can do. Um, but he wants to get that last little, uh, last little kind of bit to get full middle splits. Like it, it, it takes a different approach. Like you can't just do, uh, you know, regular frequent um, yep. forcing it. You've got to treat it like a. And, yep. um, and I believe it, it's at it's at these points that one of the biggest things that you can do is level up your strength mm. in those end ranges. Mm-hmm. Like start to do things like. Um, like squatting and split squatting and, and, and weightlifting movements that are encouraging full range of movement, you know, um, because I think that that's one of the ways that you can really have a breakthrough in, uh, I mean, I look at the guys that I look at who can do the splits very well. Um, and surprisingly, some of them were bodybuilders, professional bodybuilders. But you think of like Juji Mufu on, on Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. that dude has a, an amazing middle split. But look how strong he is as well. You know, he's a beast. And uh, even when I look at that guy, that um, hyperbolic stretching guy in the photos, he's not a skinny dude, man. Mm. You know, like he's got some muscle on him, that guy. Yeah. If anyone who hasn't watch any Gigi Mufu uh, videos or, or on photos like yeah. treat yourself it's a yeah. good time <laughs> like, absolutely he's out there but he does Fo- some amazing follow that, follow uh, that man uh, on social media yeah. he is absolutely sensational yeah. and uh, yeah look he's a very very well rounded individual you know like he has the physique of an Adonis. He's training for a, a, a bodybuilding comp at the moment. And um, I don't know whether it's his, f- I get the impression it's his first ever bodybuilding comp, but he also has done a lot of powerlifting, done a lot of um, um, ac- acrobatics. He's incredible at acro. And uh, he is so flexible, you yeah. know, like it's just so impressive to see that man move with such, so much muscle mass, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and then I, um, the, the other people that I can think of that I'm really impressed with are, I've been to see a lot, I'm fascinated with Cirque du Soleil, and I have been to see a lot of Cirque du Soleil shows, almost all of them, uh, like, I don't know, I've been to, seen about seven of them, and there's always a, a, a couple of, like, some really strong-looking guys who do incredible um, feats of strength and flexibility, you know, and I'm always like, yeah, that's brilliant. So, anyway. Back to the uh, the topic of so today's for someone like Andra show. who's looking to go from you know we've talked about like a daily mobility practice is great for you know someone who's just getting into um, into stretching and into sorry into mobility training not stretching Fle- uh, flexibility, flexibility training yeah um, but for someone like Andra uh, you know what would your advice be Rad with like because you were in that position that same exact yep. same sort of yeah. level as he yeah. was yeah yep I was there and where I was really frustrated that I wasn't getting better from that position and I tried doing the middle splits every day thinking that that was what was going to get me there and that still didn't work and then I tried forcing myself I tried warming up and then trying to force myself to go deeper and I tore my adductors many times I tore them then they healed and then I did the same thing again and then they healed and I did that for ages. And I didn't know about dosage back then, but all I did not knowing any better was I said, man, I'm just gonna try doing something different. I'm gonna try stretching some different parts of my body and I started focusing more on my glutes and a few other things. But what that did was it reduced the amount of times, the volume that I was doing on the middle splits and within a month I got touchdown. So, what should you be doing, um, Andra? If you're, you've said in your post, my active middle splits from the end of the FM workout. I'm guessing that you mean the flexibility masterclass workout. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. 
So the Flexibility Masterclass itself is a phenomenal program. If you follow that program, you are doing the things that you need to do. And as long as you get the dosage right, which means you only do the middle splits once a week in that program, but you should be doing daily mobility. You need to do mobility daily to make sure that you maintain the range that you've worked hard to achieve and you'll find the best mobility routine in the 18 minute stretching routine or the 18 minute mobility routine. For the middle splits, definitely I prefer the 18 minute mobility routine. Um, and really that's about it. I mean, if we go deeper into it, what do you need to do? You need to strengthen your glutes in the end range. You need to strengthen your adductors in the end range. And you need to allow time for your nervous system to understand that this is an accessible range and it can be done easily. And one of the best ways to do that is to do loaded Cossack squats and also heavy, deep, full range squats. Yeah. And I want to also just make a disclaimer here for people who are at that level where they're only a few inches from the floor on any stretch, especially the middle splits. There are anatomical features of the body that will make it extremely hard for certain people to make up that last couple of inches. And uh, for some people, it may not even really be possible or a viable option. Um, but in any case, the last few inches of any mobility or flexibility uh, feet are always going to be, of course, the most difficult. Yeah, it's, they are. It's, it's, it's very, very similar to the um, the concept of getting lean. You know, if you want to, if you want to step on stage as a bodybuilder and you need to get to seven percent body fat or six percent body fat, getting down to ten percent for most people is quite achievable. Getting from ten percent to six percent is exceptionally difficult. You know. Yeah, and, and I, my um, what I'm about to say is kind of like an adult trying to tell a child how to be wiser and how to not make the mistakes that they made and it never works you know everybody has to make their own mistakes so i respect that what i'm about to say for some people is just not going to fly but what i learned over the amount of effort that i put in to try to get those last two inches in flexibility i now train very very differently and i do um i still do flexibility training consistently but i put far less of my time and energy into it and i maintain almost I'm pretty sure that I actually maintain everything that I work towards and I still see improvements but with far less investment and I think like from my time in training what I always do I reflect back and I look on the last 12 months and I think has the time that I've invested in this given me a result that was worth that investment and when I really look back on a couple of years of flexibility training think about how much time I invested to maybe get an inch lower in the splits I thought would that time have been better invested in something else? Like, could I have achieved something better with that amount of time? And the answer for me is a very big yes. Mm. Like, do is that extra, is that li like, some people come here, we've got people that come here that are so flexible. And I say, what are your goals? And they say, oh, I just want to be able to do the splits really easily. And I look at them and they're more flexible than me. And I'm like, really? Like, that's what you're here for? You want to get that one extra inch of the splits when you can barely squat half your own body weight or yeah. you know you, you can't do a handstand or you yeah. can't do a muscle up yet or anything yeah. but the whole focus is just on getting one more inch well it's the concept that we spoke about yesterday and that i highlighted in the email i sent out after the show which is that the biggest problem with the um with the fitness industry is that most people 
are running towards something that they're passionate about and forgetting that by nature, in doing so, they're running away from everything else that's possible, you know? And it's very hard not to do this because it's, our, it's, our, it's in our nature. We don't want to be uncomfortable. Therefore, we are attracted to the things we're comfortable with. And that tends to mean that we overinvest our time in things that we can already do really well, you know, and underinvest <coughs> our time and effort in the things that we suck at. Yep. And uh, it's a big problem. It's a big problem because, you know, most gyms are set up in, in a way where their program is come here and we do a flexibility class here, we do a strength class here, and we do a fitness class here, and you can choose whatever you do and we give you all the options in the world. And guess what people do? They fucking do the thing that they're doing too much of already because they're comfortable with it. And it's the thing that they don't need much of at all and they neglect all the things that they're actually going to get a great result from which is then the thing that you're going to get the most diminishing returns from uh, exactly because you're already you know so far down that track and if you did a little bit of the thing that you're bad at you'd get just an outsized benefit the surprising thing is and i i experienced this firsthand for myself just recently okay i took some time off doing a lot of stretching, doing a lot of flexibility training, okay? And it's gonna take us a while. Uh, and, and I focused on a few things that I was having problems with and I focused on leveling up my max strength in the end ranges and guess what happened? I came back and did the best flexibility training session I've done in a year. And I literally had hardly, like I'd, I'd done mobility and I'd done a little bit of stuff, but I'd hardly done any intense flexibility training for about, Far out, three, four months, I reckon, mm. you know? Mm. And um, it just goes to show that quite often what you'll find is if you prioritize a bit of your time and effort on the things you suck at, you might find, you might be surprised to find that the thing you most want actually just comes, you know? Yeah, my, um, I, w- w- I went through a real hard year or so when I was making this decision as to whether or not I was gonna continue putting all my energy into Kung Fu or not. Um, after having done it for you know 15 years or something like that and what I was really going through in my head was I was I I was at a realization that what I needed to do to get better than what I already was was to train exceptionally hard to make that three or four percent improvement and that's what you have to do when you get good at anything there's this there's this initial uptake of skill that really delivers a high level of result. And then you get to a point where those returns start diminishing. And the further down the the path you get, the more those returns diminish. And for me, after having done martial arts for so long, I was at this point where I was like, I was looking at how much I had to train in order to get better. And I just went, I thought to myself, you know, I've never done calisthenics before and I've never done weightlifting before. like what I would gain from that is obviously exponentially greater. And I decided to completely stop martial arts and focus on those things. And the way that my body has developed, the changes that have happened in my body has just been exceptional in the years that I made that decision. I've learned so much and it's led to the creation, partly to the creation of the UMS. So I think mentally as well, like not only in your body, oh but ha- like, in, like learning a new skill is like I mean well knocking ha- hitting your head against a, a brick wall of trying to get diminishing returns on something that you have done for so long is a really challenging mental place to be it was in. Killing me. And, and it, 
learning something new is just it's such so refreshing a, such a wonderful experience so refreshing yeah. isn't it should we get into some of these comments because we've got a lot yeah, of them absolutely. so let's have a look um vinnie brown is saying hi guys great interaction and he's saying should i plug in the three sets of loaded stretching routine exercises on monday thursday and saturday with the at-home workouts yeah absolutely um based on those what we told you yesterday absolutely do the at-home workout stuff um that's what we told you to do give it a try for six to eight weeks and let's see what happens brother Lee Clemens is saying, coming to an understanding of a difference between mobility and flexibility. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really, it, this is a really important point to make sure that everyone really understands. And if there's one thing that you take away from this show, I think it should be that, 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 that the difference in mobility and flexibility training is quite sparse. Like it's, it's important and you, you use mobility uh, uh, training or mobility drills or mobility routines like our eight min 18 minute routines our warm-ups things like that to either prep you or maintain or solidify your yep. gains and flexibility is the workout yep. you know yep tom wood good to have you on the show again brother what mate, are you doing two mate? Are times you, in a row two times oh, you're not sleeping row. mate yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and range strength has really improved my flexibility yeah amen to that um same with me man it's uh, and to see your squat i've seen the progress on tom's squat it's been amazing yeah. after some serious knee injuries as well um lee clements is saying already had a good pancake ability before doing the flexibility masterclass. have learned a painful lesson to cut back on intensity or frequency yeah it's uh yeah. it's really suffering from some adductor tears by yeah. the sounds of it and it's yeah yeah, yeah it's it's, it's stuff 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 with your head <laughs> oh man i've been there and yeah. and it, that was really hard for me because in my mind, I'm going, Jesus, I feel like I need to take a break from this. But then the other part of my mind's going, but everybody tells me I need to stretch more if I want to get more flexible. So if I take a break, I'm going to stop getting more flexible. And it, and it really fucks with your head. It's yeah. really hard. Uh, Aidan Potts is saying, what up, guys? Uh, looking forward to our physio call, Phil. Awesome. And Aidan is saying now, curious of how many in your personal members do the mobility routine on top of the regular UMS workout strength and flexibility. I've been doing the UMS program with the flexibility masterclass and have my workouts take close to one and a half hours. If I add in cardio, I'm struggling to find the time to do two hours of training. If I add the 18 minute mobility routine, what would you guys recommend? How essential is it to do the mobility routine in addition to the workout? So that's a really good question. So I would say, I can't speak for Richard's classes because he does the lunchtime and the evening classes. The lunchtime class probably has the least amount of people that stay and do the mobility afterwards because they have to get back to work. In the morning, I would say 80% of my, 80 to 90% of my students in the morning do the mobility routine at the end, which means that they do the UMS workout, which goes for one hour, and then they do a 15 minute mobility routine, which is exactly, because I literally took one of the end of the videos of the at-home workouts that we did, Aiden, um, on YouTube. And they do that uh, every day. And that is a really, really, really big part about increasing your flexibility to do that daily mobility routine. But then at the same time, the way we do our UMS workouts in the class are a lot more efficient yeah, than what I'll, you guys what are doing them on your own. And that is not your own fault. When you have a coach who's putting on a timer for every single thing and who's saying, all right, let's go, move now, you, you don't have to think so much and you just get it done. 
I would, it's almost going to be impossible for you to make your workout as efficient as we do um, this is, without this a coach. This is one of the things I was really going to say. If you ever come into the gym and watch the workouts going here, uh, it's like watching a hive of bees work or ants, yeah. you know, like it is. <laughs> and this is the, this is what's revolutionary about what we do and how we deliver such good results in only an hour or an hour and 10 minutes if you count the mobility at the end. Um, it's re it's really quite impressive, you know, and it's we've built this culture around efficiency, and 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 we are con Rad, Richard, and myself, and Phil as well. We're constantly looking at it and iterating how we can make things more efficient, how we can maximise the time, because the type of um, affluent um, uh, member that we have around here, uh, they're they're very heavily geared towards career, and they got to get in and out really e efficiently, and they got to get their work out done. Yeah, we're and in big like central business district here, so it's yeah, that's that's like. exactly right. And so it's like you know, it is it's it's something to behold, and it's something that I I have a real real ambition to set up a live camera stream for our workouts. At some point, I'd love to do it so you guys can actually see what it's like when the workouts are going in yeah. the gym here. One of our goals is that we want to have a full-time videographer that works for us, and a part of their job would be that they would film one of these one-hour classes a day in the morning live so that we stream it every day and people can watch what we do at the gym and see, yeah. how, we, see how we get it done. Yeah, I think it'd be really beneficial because, yeah, it blows people's minds. And it's mm. quite overwhelming for, for people for the first few weeks that they come here. They're, it's sort of like, oh, my God, it's sort of like trying to fit in with a, with a colony of ants who have a systemized approach to everything everything and we have dialed it down to the smallest detail with how we stack weights around the gym and things like that you know so yeah it's hard to compete with but um but yeah. it's hard to compete with as well because everything that we do in the gym has yani not doing any of it but sitting on the outside watching it and thinking of ways to make it more efficient so he always comes in every month or two and fucks with Richard and my um, mojo and says, ah, no, nah, we can make it more efficient. We're going to do it this way. And we're like, fuck. All right. Yeah, that's right. Do it I, again. I don't do any of the training anymore. I just I just watch and see how we can improve it. And it's a constant process. But, uh, hey, that's what makes us special. Yep. Uh, yep. And um, so Andy Lawson's saying uh, definitely difficult keeping the workout timing so strict at home around family life, given I have to do it in the house. And look, man, that is a challenge that you are always going to suffer with. When I did, uh, when I was working out at home, I actually did one of the worst injuries that I've ever had in my body. And the reason there were, there were factors that came into it, but one of the biggest factors that I can put my thumb on, which I would never normally do, is that I was training in my garage and I allowed myself to get distracted by my son and I went upstairs and played with him for probably about 20 minutes and went from that back to doing a max effort set in a workout that I'd previously done a perfect warm up for and kept my pace so my heart was elevated and my body was warm. And so I basically completely cooled down and then went back in and just tried to go, all right, max effort, let's go. Uh, and it really it really messed me up. So I, I relate with to that. It's very hard to keep yourself on track. So anyone that's doing any of our stuff at home, hats off to you for getting anything done, really. You know, if you're getting anything done, then you're kicking goals. Yeah, so, yeah. 100%. Greg Gillespie, one of our legends, one of my uh, students in the morning and tribe legends is saying, uh, quote, <laughs> and we're not here to fuck spiders. That's what I say all the time in my classes when, it, when, every, when anybody's messing around. I'd, lo I'd love to hear Greg uh, just give a, a little bit of feedback on what, he, what his experience was like when he first experienced 
the UMS at Unity Gym because he is a member who does the, the workouts in the morning. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Greg, let us know what was it, what what's, what was it like for you, what and what's was your, your first impression, and what's your experience <laughs> about the the efficiency well, model I that we have? I started training here before I started working here, and I remember getting really frustrated that it was moving on so fast because you, you kind of yeah. you get a bit of a taste for something you're like, oh, I, I want to explore more of that, and then you get told to move on. You're like, damn it! Yeah. Well, like, I was just kind of getting into that, but then you start to see the power in that, in that it. Like it, you go, you do a little bit of it every single day. Every time you turn up, you, you're forced to get through that. Whereas when you train on your own, like it's so easy to just be like, yeah, yeah I've God, run so out of time easy. for the stretching, of flexibility. Or I've, you know. And I've, I've got a couple of hacks. There's something, there's a word that I learned from Ben Pakulski. Well, I actually went, learned it from Yanni who learned it from Ben Pakulski around training, which is this concept of training with intention which means that when you get into your workout, you have an intention for what you want to do. You set your intent and you focus your mind. The way Ben calls it is he adopts a certain avatar, like a certain persona. And he talks about the avatar that he has when he's training is very, very different to the avatar that he adopts when he's with his family. Like if he was the guy um, that he is when he's training, when he's with his family, he, he, his family wouldn't want to spend time with him because he's so intense. And you have to do that when you go into the gym. I actually had this, I, I gave this sort of pep talk to some of our newest members this morning. I talked to them about this idea that there's an etiquette that goes on in the world that in society that is very, very different to the etiquette in a gym. Like if we were having a conversation and halfway through you, you talking, I turned my back on you and nodded and went, yeah, 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 and went over and did something and then came back to the conversation. If you were in the office, that's very rude. And people are aware of that and they maintain eye contact and there's all these things that you do to show somebody that you're engaged. But in the gym, if you don't adopt this, and at home or whatever, if you don't adopt this understanding that there's a different etiquette, there's an etiquette that is, my workout and what I get done in this gym comes before politeness, without being rude. You're not, you don't just tell someone to get the fuck out of the way or whatever. But if you don't learn to adopt that, you don't get as much done and you just waste your time. You mess around. And a real hack that I would say for people, if you're training at home, one of the first things that I would do, unless you need to look at your phone to review the workouts that we're doing, I would not open your phone during your workout that is one of the I, I get caught doing it myself I look at Instagram or Facebook when I'm in my workout and it's one of the biggest time wasters kills you unless you're using your phone to measure your success that's what I'm saying tool. If, if it's a way of if you're using it as a tool but keep social media I close. always I always there's a there's, I always like a shiver goes down my spine whenever I hear that Rad's done a rectra I don't call him a lecture I call him a rectra uh, because he's very full on, and new people quite often find it a little bit intimidating. Uh, yeah, Rad in the, during the classes. <laughs> so Tim Hughes is saying, I agree with Yanni and Rad. Doing the at-home workouts has forced me to keep moving through the workout: strength, flexibility, cardio, then mobility, and not miss a beat. Thanks, guys. You're welcome, brother. Great to hear that you're um, still enjoying those. Uh, Lee Clements is saying, Yeah, foundations taking up about one and a half um, hours plus the warm-up. Yeah, that's pretty normal Lee um, you know it's 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 normal and uh, people sometimes say to us oh I don't have that much time to train what should I do really simple just cut off some of the the C's or D exercises you know focus on the primaries focus on anything's better than nothing and one of the worst things you can do for yourself is do a workout that causes you stress and anxiety because you're not getting it all done and it's all about like the workouts are written in a hierarchy of needs order meaning 
the primary lifts are always the most important ones. Mm. Get those done if you the, don't have time the to thing, do all the... the thing that I, I say about that, first of all, before you start cutting exercises, is really evaluate how on the money you are with your rest intervals. Yep. Because a lot of people blow out rest intervals, you know, and I'm always shocked when I follow a protocol, very specific protocol, like the uh, my super accumulation program, where it's very specific, because rest intervals is all about, it's a variable that you play with that can um, give you accumulative fatigue or allow you to fully recover. And those two responses have a very different adaptation process. Yep. Uh, and so you, you know, whenever I follow the super accumulation program, which is a very strict uh, one minute, 40 second rest interval, uh, it is, it, and that is quite a long rest interval it, when you're considering bodybuilding workouts, it, it, it feels very fast because I get used to when I'm training for maximal strength hanging around for five minutes between a set, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, Tom's saying we'd love to see the live classes. That's awesome. Oh, I think it'd be a great idea. Rad stopped me from doing it in the past because he's afraid that some of our members don't want to be filmed, but it's literally like two. That's, so not, why I, that's not why I stopped it. Oh, well, yeah. anyway. We don't have a videographer. That's why I stopped it. Um, Cool, great discussion, guys. I hope you got something out of it. Um, yeah, and with the like, we talked a bit about Andre from the online coaching and sort of went into the like the real details of um, his specific case. So hopefully that was like you know still gave everyone a bit of good information. But I think it was a good example of as well what we do on our Friday uh, online coaching calls, the online coaching group. We yeah. you know with this group we kind of try and keep things a bit more generalized. But that was a bit of a taste of you know. Yeah really uh yeah the online coaching calls that our ums online coaching members get we literally deconstruct whatever videos you post and give specific coaching advice for you and that's what we're going to be doing tomorrow at 9 15 a.m sydney australia time one more thing i do want to announce which is very very exciting i said it in the email yesterday i gave a little bit of a hint away uh rad and richard finished the first big day of shooting for a brand new program uh and it is going to require you to own the flexibility masterclass version one phase one phase one because okay. it is phase two because That's it's phase two and and it, and it is not recommended that you endeavor on phase two without achieving a high level of competency in phase one and so yeah we're gonna uh we're gonna be building up to this it's not releasing this week it's going to be releasing next friday but this Friday, I'll give you a hint, or I'll, I'll drop the I'll drop the hammer on it already. We're going to be doing a flash sale on the Phase One Flexibility Masterclass, which is a brilliant flexibility program. It's the program that a couple of people have posted about uh, this week uh, in the group that they've got great results with. So, guys, get your self ready whatever you have to do talk to your wife talk to your children talk to your whoever the boss at home who handles the, the wallet the wife yes <laughs> just put 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 a, put 49 bucks aside because this is going to be your opportunity your last opportunity to get that and i i wouldn't usually say it beforehand but it's really important that people have got that first program before they go into phase two and as you as usual when we launch a new program um next friday it will be at a massive discount and then it won't be discounted again for half a year or so so get mm. yourself ready greg gillespie uh, jumped on and said at first it almost i found it almost impossible uh, to keep up with the ums workouts in unity gym but now I can get through everything. And that's just awesome, Greg, because that's what it's all about. You know, when you come in and you learn this efficiency model for the first time, we get so much done. And yeah. we made a ch we actually made a conscious choice about this as a group of trainers. We said, 
Do we want to slow the class down for the beginners so that they don't feel overwhelmed? And we said no, because that would be really disrespectful to our senior members who have been with us for ages. And yeah. we said, rather, we will keep the class at the pace that suits the seniors, and we'll just explain to the beginners that they're not going to get as much done and they need to learn it. And it works really, really well because yeah. it shows people when they come here that we're serious and people can look around and see what they can achieve. And, and it's working well. Mate, the results speak for themselves. Yeah, so, sure. so thanks, Greg. Thanks for chiming in. Phenomenal stuff. Yeah. All right, team. We'll see you tomorrow. We're going to be wrapping up this week talking about flexibility training, uh, talking about should you deload from stretching the same way that you deload from weights. Ooh, hot topic. Hot topic. See you tomorrow. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.